This episode of Truth Table is brought to you by Truth Table. By Truth Table, Black women's musings on life, love, and liberations everywhere where books are sold. Online, in the stores, at your mama's pop bookstore. Go buy our book. Everywhere. Period. And debt-free degree with Dr. Roz, whose mission is to teach students to create wealth by graduating without loans or debt. Avoid the average $75,000 in student loan debt. Follow Debt-Free Degree with Dr. Roz on Instagram and Twitter at Debt-Free Degree with Dr. Roz and visit her Patreon community, www.patreon.com slash debt-free degree. Hey y'all, welcome to Truth Table, Midwives of Culture for Grace and Truth. I'm McKemini. This table is built by Black women and for Black women. So welcome to the table, sisters. How y'all doing? Well, I am flying solo today, and it's because we have a very, very special episode. And I am uh, joined by a world-renowned superstar, y'all. You will not guess who it is. But we have the honor of having Yemi Aladay at Truth's Table, y'all. Welcome to the table, Yemi. How are you doing, sis? I'm very fine, thank you. How are you? Well, you look good anyway, so. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I'm doing well. You know, I had to come correct. I had to come correct for the queen of Afrobeats, okay? I had to get my uncada. <laughs> you had to do it. I see your hair. You did that. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> so just in case our sisters at the table um, and our folk in the standing room section don't know who you are, which I find very hard to believe. Let me read a little bit of something about you and tell them a little bit about you so that we can get into our conversation. Okay. Uh, so y'all, Yemi Aladay has is a global superstar, y'all, with four albums, one EP, and many smash hits such as Johnny, Ferrari, Nagode, or Bum Bum under her belt. Yemi Aladay is a number one Afro-pop female artist on the African continent. Nigerian Afro-pop R&B artist, singer-songwriter, composer, actress, and entertainer. She is properly referred to as the Gengen Babe and the Yoruba Ibo Girl. By virtue of her electrifying stagecraft, music, edgy and unmatched style, evolving African style and her bi-tribal accent. She is a BET Awards 2015 and 2016 nominee for Best International Act in Africa, a two-time nominee of MOBO Awards for Best International Act 2014 and 2015, and a winner of MTV Africa Music Awards, y'all. She is a well-accomplished artist. And in July 2019, Yemi Aladay was featured on Don't Jealous Me and My Power from Beyonce's compilation album, the Lion King, The Gift. She appeared alongside Mr. Easy and Techno. Rolling Stone magazine revealed that she was also on power, as I mentioned. So in 2020, Yemi Alladay was, ma- was made a UNDP Goodwill Ambassador. Welcome to the table, Yemi. <laughs> Yo, was that all me? That's you. <laughs> That's you. That was that was abbreviated. She <laughs> did well. Know? You know, it would thank you, thank you. You know, I there is a tendency with artists to only talk about their 
artistry, you know, I think media, we can, which obviously we want to talk about your music and we will, but I think that there's ways that we don't take seriously the other parts of your life. The fact that you're a spiritual being, the fact that you're just a human being, that you're a person that uh, has, that's a child of God, uh, that has family whom you love. And so what does it mean to take seriously that artists are not just there for our entertainment, <laughs> that, that we have something to learn from you all. And we have sort of something to learn from one another. So I would love for you to talk about how your faith in God informs who you are and how you move through the world as an African woman and a global superstar. Um, well, you know, when it comes to religion and belief systems, I believe that every individual, especially as we begin to um, become adults, we it's an unending circle because sometimes you start to even doubt a belief system. But then when you get over that phase, the reassurance and your beliefs, they triple, you know. Um, for me, as a person, I definitely believe in God. I believe in in um, the power of words because the entire world was built based off the action that, that based on the power of words. Let there be light, let there be earth, let there be this, let there be water, let there be man, let there be woman, you know. Um, and, and, and so with, with that mindset, I try my best as human as I am because, you know, sometimes we, we can spew out some negative things. I try my best to center my life around, you know, trying to make sure that I, I have some affirmations that come before me, go before me, even before I, I, I start my day, you know, ETC. So basically, spiritually speaking, I, especially during the COVID period, I, I have come to understand that I am, I am deeply spiritually rooted because even, even as a musician, to be sincere, I step into my studio, I record my music, none of you are there, nobody is there. Nobody's I there. release music and then the world accepts and understands the message almost immediately they understand some people don't even understand what i'm saying but they get the vibe and you want to tell me that there isn't the world beyond the physical that there isn't spiritual that's impossible so musical music is definitely spiritual and because i'm a musician amongst other things i'm also a spiritual person that's right that's right i love that you said that you're like when you step in that booth we're not there with you nope. <laughs> it's, it's you your talent and god right? exactly. so and that's and I, I I really love that you know and I think with all of your accomplishments and all the the things I mean you are the queen of Afro beats Mama Africa you know and so um, there's and on one side right so all the accolades you saw all everything I was reading off and then on one one hand there's a, a sense in which from my perspective where it seems like you're just now. And you could tell me if you feel this, but it seems like you're just now getting your flowers. And I'm wondering what it means to for you to move through the world um, as an African woman in a world that is so deeply oppressive, unequal, right? Um, and I think we understand that here in America as, as Black women. And that's why we had to create Truth Table, create our own space. So what does it mean and how do you continue to persevere uh, when sometimes you're not getting the credit that's due to you or you're not getting the flowers and sometimes you have to take it by force? How do you continue to push forward um, when, when, you, when you recognize that that's what's happening? Yeah, everything you said is true, but I would I always like to... I'm human, you know, sometimes I, I fall off, you know, and, and I get back on. But yeah. the truth is that it's important to ask oneself. I ask myself, I remind myself why I'm doing this. Am I doing this 
for people mm. or am i doing it for myself am i doing it so that they can uh, i can get their plots am i doing it so that i can get their content their 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 effort their their you know what i mean I, I, and and the answer to that is no yeah. i did not start off because of people yeah. and so i need to constantly remind myself so look it's not like it's not a great thing to be giving your flowers but personally i i am busy watering my garden Come on, enough flowers. That's good. You know, and I'm going to continue to. I understand that it's 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 very important for certain people to make sure that we don't get our flowers because it makes them feel like it makes them feel powerful. That's right. You know. That's right. But it's also very important to me to keep watering my garden because I'll be I'll be very fine with that contentment. Um, knowing that a lot of people leave, you know, vicariously through me just just knowing that I am able to do the things that I'm able to do, that knowing that I'm able to be, my name is mentioned in certain circles, knowing that I am, I am rubbing shoulders with certain people, you know, um, at, 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 at any stage whatsoever in my life, it is suddenly some kind of like power force that is shared for other females around the world. And for that reason, that enough, that is enough for me. When women walk up to me telling me my music makes them feel stronger, my music makes them feel better than the, 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 the fact that I, I seem to be like a girl next door and I have achieved so much in my life still and, and I'm unapologetically nat- natural, quote unquote, slash African unapologetically. It allows them to be the truest version of themselves without even um, trying to disguise it, you yeah. know? And I think for me, those are the flowers i rather keep to heart because those flowers don't need watering. They will never die, you know? So um, I think we all need to choose. We need to be very particular about the kind of flowers we need to be receiving. But some flowers are just weed. They just put in there so they can just die off or feed off you. But we need flowers that, better still, i rather just. That's right. Have my own garden. That's right. And you're watering it and you're going to pick I, your home. Yeah. I, I wouldn't need, I wouldn't need your flowers. I wouldn't need anybody's flowers. Yeah. You're too busy watering your own and picking your own. I, I love that. That's, that's really good. That's a good word for the sisters at the table. Cause if you're waiting on people to do it, forget it. You know, and if you have my flowers and you don't want to give me with how, that's why the fact that we all know how hard, how hard I work or how much energy I put into what I do I think it is a disservice to myself to go and request flowers from, from someone else. I'm the one doing the work. Why am I waiting for your flowers? That's right. If I need flowers so bad, why not just go grow a garden? Well, <laughs> exactly. Do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Do it yourself. I like that. I love that. You know, um, what I find really interesting about your journey is the fact that you study geography at the University of Lagos. <laughs> and I'm curious about how did you go? You know, you know the saying, we make plans and God laughs, right? So how did you go from a geography degree to a superstar pedigree? How did that happen? Like <laughs> I think I'm I think somehow the geography sort of paid off because I'm busy touring the world and that's part of geography, isn't it? <laughs> but professionally, uh, I'm sorry, you know, I, I I'm not really using that BSc at the moment. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, but you see, the, the, the thing is, uh, that degree at the moment, the thing is that um, when I chose geography, I when I chose to study geography in university was because of my curiosity. I realized that geography was that one subject that 
would give me answers to the questions regarding objects I would see in my environment, the soil, the, so the, the reason why certain surfaces are different from the other, you know, climate, etc. I'm a very curious person. And I think the subject kind of like helped to answer those questions for me. And so that's why geography. And at the point in time when I was in university, I still hadn't made up my mind if I really wanted to be a musician. Okay. You know, so geography gave me more of an assurance because it met a need, which is yeah. that I wanted to know why. Yes. And I kind of thought it would be easy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want stress in this life. <laughs> Listen, I know it, enough. The stress com- comes and you don't want it. So we don't want any more. <laughs> exactly. I love that. I love that you're 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 living a life you you weren't sure. And then you know, God has a way to put putting you right on the path that you're supposed to be on. You know, you know, one thing that I always appreciated about your artistry and how you show up in the world is um, this strong Pan-African uh, uh, commitment or ethos that I that I get from you. Um, and as as one who was a Pan-Africanist, I I love that, you know, so like you've worked with Sati Soul, you've worked with um, Angelique uh, Kijo, like you've worked with so many other, not and not just African artists, but African-American mm-hmm. from Beyonce, now Cranium, right, on your latest single uh, mm-hmm. with my man. Can you talk to me about your own, um, your own vision uh, with regard to Pan-Africanism and why it's important for you to work with other Africans and, and other um, Africans within the diaspora and African-Americans. Can you talk to us about your own uh, uh, philosophy on why that's important to you and even sporting Ankara against the color mentality? Because you know, sometimes our people be like, oh, oh, don't, no. You just, so, can you talk Thank about that? <laughs> <laughs> Truth's Table, Black Women's Musings on Life, Love, and Liberation is a classic in the making, according to Tracy Michelle Lewis Jiggett, author of Black Joy, Stories of Resistance, Resilience, and Restoration. New York Times bestselling author, Dr. Jamar Tisby, says that people often say, listen to Black women. Now at Truth's Table, you have your chance. We don't deserve the gift of this book, but once again, Black women have generously served us all. If we are to actually alleviate the immense burdens our sisters bear, then we must heed their words. T. Morgan Dixon, co-founder of Girl Trek, says this, There is a textured knowing in this book, a spiritual enlightenment, made brighter by the author's own personal breakthroughs. The way they describe the fabric of our collective trauma makes me trust their solutions. And Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, founder of Therapy for Black Girls, says that Truth's Table, Black Women's Musings on Life, Love, and Liberation, shines a light on some of our most vulnerable places as Black women, leaving no stone unturned. Truth's Table, Black Women's Musings on Life, Love, and Liberation, is a clarion call to consider our communal truths by opening ourselves up to a deeper inner truth. By Truth's Table, Black Women's Musings on Life, Love, and Liberation, wherever books are sold. $100,000, that's a lot of money, y'all. 37% of students with student loan debt owe over $100,000. Woo, that is almost a house. And y'all, I'm in the number. Jesus be a debt counselor. 
Dr. Roz has three degrees, including her PhD, and she only took $1,000 in loans. And she wants to teach you and your students how to earn a debt-free degree. Dr. Roz is a nonviolent strategist, culture shifter, and hugger. She teaches Dr. Martin Luther King's philosophy and methodology of nonviolence around the globe. And as part of that, she teaches students how to earn any degree without loans. That's right, y'all. Any degree without loans. Imagine the trajectory of your life or the life of a current student who goes into their profession unencumbered by student loan payments versus the student that's saddled with six-figure student loan debt. Dr. Roz has a great offer for Truth Table listeners. When you join any level of her Patreon community, send her a message in Patreon and mention Truth Table, and she will refund you half of your membership fee for the first month. That's right, y'all. When you join her community and you send her a DM saying you heard it from Truth's table, she will refund you half of your membership fee for the first month of joining her Patreon community. Families and educators, this is a great way to guide your students to a debt-free degree using all the tips, tricks, and tools that Dr. Roz provides. To learn more, about debt-free degree, go to patreon.com slash debt-free degree and follow Dr. Roz on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn at debt-free degree with Dr. Roz. Yeah. But you see, when it comes to collaborations, um, I don't have so many collaborations out there, but the one thing that's kind of priority to me when it comes to collaborations is that I'm a huge fan of the artist. First of all, then second of all, I feel like the, I, I don't I don't record music in hope that I will work with a certain artist. I like to record the music and let the music speak to me, like feel a vibe, get a feeling, you know, and and it's not just me. It's my mom as well when they hear the record where it's going recorded. But then we ran into um, Cranium in London while we're making a record with uh, someone else you know so it, i'm telling you and and it, it was a particular guy chipmunk that actually invited Cranum to the, to the studio and, and really that's pretty much the end of the story but in terms of why i actually um intentionally do these collaborations collaborations within africa outside africa etc connecting with my brothers and sisters out there is because as i travel the world what other way is there to truly connect with my people musically other than you know featuring someone who is um originally from that area someone who is authentic authentic and original to the vibe that i'm feeling at that point in time you know music for me is a way that i get to archive certain feelings and certain thoughts inspired by the by the environment that i am in at that point in time so basically it's like when i collaborate i'm living a it's a musical diary for me yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. Cause I, yeah, I think it's, um, I love it. Cause music is such a, a deep, <laughs> it's almost like it's in our DNA as a people, regardless yeah. of where we are. If we're on the continent or if we're in the diaspora, this mm. is, is what yeah. we do. Universally. And I love, mm-hmm. I, I just love the collaborations. I absolutely love your latest single, my man. I feel like you've given us my, you've given me, my summer jam. So, come on. <laughs> summer jam is hard to come by these days. They don't make them like they used to. But you yeah. do yeah. oh, Cranium. And, and you're welcome. And you know, I was curious. So you talk about your moral compass, and I know Cranium's catalog too. And you know Cranium can get down now. He can he can, yeah, he can. 
Yes, ma'am. You did now. I was wondering, how do you negotiate? He actually asked me, he said, Yemi, you know how I do my thing. Do you want me to go all out or should I be careful? (laughs) I said, you know what? Be careful. But, you know, hold on. There's no cranium without a little witty witty. Please give us some of that, you know, and a little conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Please balance it. Yeah, and that's what happened. Oh, good, good. He did balance it because I was like, okay, cranium. Oh, okay, he's balancing it for yummy. I like this. So, <laughs> I'm wondering, how do you negotiate? Um, you talk about your moral compass, you know, and how that also is a, a way that you it guides you on, you know, what what you do, certain collaborations, how you approach your music. So, how do you negotiate? Um, you know, where how do you determine when a line is a little too far? Or, okay, you can you can push a little bit, but not too, too much. How do you determine, you know, uh, when something is like, or how you want to show up in the world, even your imagery, right? If I cannot show up in front of my mom that way, I'm not doing it. And go. if I cannot play the music in front of my mom and answer her questions, I'm not Ooh. doing it. Oh, that's good. <laughs> if I'm going to start feeling awkward in certain places when I play certain music, that is by me. And then it's not me. I am being someone else. And that record will not see the day of light. I love that. I yeah. love it. Then are there some records that have not seen the day of light? Because you're like, ah, it went too far. Because, because I don't really have certain words in my vocu- uh, vocabulary. Okay. That probably hardly never happened. So um, I do have some tracks that are written as inspired by fiction where it never really happened to me but i am mentally creatively going there but it's not naughty naughty it's but the storyline is just like ah you're like ah really ah every second suspense ah, ah. so yeah. one up ah, ah, are you not married ah, ah, are you this I, you know so yeah I can yeah i can I, I like i like a little intrigue in my music as well i love that there is there is a lot of intrigue in your music and it's very um Obviously, a lot of African pride, you know, exudes from your music, but also there's a lightness, uh, you know, to it. It's not it's not everyday money, money and all this, you know, you know, whatever. This is important. Yeah. You know, I, there, there just seems to be a purpose. It, it's clear to me that you are guided by <laughs> you are really you see this. It seems like you you, you see your um, your artistry as a calling. Is the, Does that sound about right to yeah. you? Yes, exactly. Yeah, it seems like you and you try to steward it. Uh, yes, that way. I to say my truth when I'm, you know, doing these records. That's right. That's yeah. right. And, and so I'm wondering, uh, you've accomplished so much and Afrobeats has exploded. Let me tell you, in America, when I was growing up, it was not cool to be African. OK, but <laughs> I think now because of because of the explosion of Afrobeats, because of social media, now we can see, you know, people's cultures. We can get a little bird's eye view into some things. And so I think this next generation, the next couple of generations, it's like they're really embracing their culture. It's really cool yeah. to be African now. It was not cool to be African yeah. when I was growing up in the 90s. Um, and I think a lot of that is because of you and so many of the other Afrobeat artists that are just. Um, just smashing, <laughs> smashing mm-hmm. the records and making these accomplishments. I'm wondering about what you think the future of Afrobeats is and where do you see yourself um, in, in the future of Afrobeats and where, or maybe even beyond? Do you have aspirations even beyond that? Uh, I'd love to hear what you think. So prophesy, if you will. 
Absolutely. And I'm look, I'm very happy to be born in born in this time. I'm very happy to be witnessing, you know, Afrobeats hit the marks that is hitting right now. Um, it's such a beautiful time to be alive, I must say. Um, because this time around with I don't get to be told, hey, this is what happened. That's a so and so time. I'm actually watching it happen. I'm seeing it happen as it hits the news. I'm hearing of it. I'm also making the news. Everything is happening at the same time. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I believe Afrobeat has only just scratched the surface because there's so much more, so much more to Afrobeats, you know, because apart from the fact that it's music, it's a culture. And we're getting to the point where um, it wouldn't just be just about the music. The the culture itself will begin to transcend to the listeners, people who who are in love with the music. Plus, Afrobeats will eventually get the accolades that it truly honestly deserves which is beyond barriers of um race etc to be sincere once you get with afrobeat you're stuck oh. <laughs> you're stuck. and as for me and where i see myself with afrobeats i am afrobeats wherever i go afrobeats follow um and so basically i'm just enjoying the ride watching it as it goes and i, I can't wait to you know really make more noise you know in a good way and come to a city or festival next to you I lo- yes i love 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 hearing that i'm i'm so excited for the trajectory of afrobeats where it's coming and so quickly pretty quick i mean from my vantage point like it just seemed to like explode almost it seemed like overnight although i know it doesn't feel that it's way for you. definitely not quickly because you know even people before me toured the states before now I was telling my manager some years back um, in 2015 and 2016 when we we started touring America. Um, Prior to that, it was P-Squared Turn America the most. Of course, the the Fela Kuti family, the Kutis, they've been touring forever. You know, so I say... You're right. Little drops of rain make a mighty ocean. Nothing just happens overnight because everybody's putting in work and contributing to the mighty big force that we call Afrobeats. When you're touring cities, when the place is half full, the venue is half full, or people don't really understand. Like in LA for some years way back in Los Angeles, it was very hard to throw an African Afrobeat show in Los Angeles because people didn't really bite into that genre yet. Yes. But now, nah, don't play. Right. I think, yes, I think it's an accumulation of so much work yeah. over the years. Yeah. It's unending. It's not stopping. Even if for some reason the world decides to look another way for a second, Afrobeats will keep moving because oh. it, as long as the people are alive, the sound will stay forever. It will keep going where it is loved. That's right. That's right. It only goes to where it is loved. Yeah, and as you said, an Afrobeats, you know, is tending its own garden. Like and is not seeking flowers from anybody else. Anyway, they can't understand it anyway. So whatever. So they can't see us. So they tend in their own garden. You're right. And now the world is catching. Take what up. you're giving. That's what it is. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And they're ca- and they're catching up. But you're right. There is still a lot of room to grow. Right. There's still uh, even in award yep. shows where it's like no 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 no. We need to be main acts regularly. Um. You know where yeah. where uh, the the category. Yeah. They, we can't just be marginalized. They need to be on the main stage at the prime time of the award. So there's a lot of growth. 
you know, um, as you say. So can you talk to our listeners about where they can listen to my man? And uh, if there's a new album they should and any any projects that you've got coming up that you want them to follow, listen to, download, please <laughs> follow you. Please talk to our sisters at the table. <laughs> Look, I'm excited to be on this and I'm, I thank you so much for your time. Um, on Instagram, my name is Yemi Alade. It has no space in between. So just Yemi Alade, spelled as Y-E-M-I-A-L-A-D-E. On TikTok, it's Yemi Alade Official. On Twitter, it's Yemi Alade with an extra E at the end. I'm sorry, but you know, it's what it is. Um, <laughs> as far as my music is concerned, I my music is available on all digital platforms, on YouTube, ETC, name them, I am there. And I will be releasing for the, for the, for the main time, guys. Enjoy my man featuring Cranium. Yes, yes. Where well, I am enjoying it. I love it. And I, it is my official summer jam. <laughs> I'm so grateful, grateful for, for your time, your candor. Thank you for your time. God bless you. And thank you. you. Take care, okay? You as well. Well, we want to thank y'all for taking a seat at the table with us this week. Let's keep the conversation going. Tweet us your thoughts about this episode, this interview uh, with Yemi Alade using the hashtag Truth's Table. Black women, y'all, we have a Facebook discipleship group just for you on Facebook. So make sure you go to our Facebook page, like our page um, and answer the entry questions. You want to probably do this from a computer so that you can see all of the entry questions. Invite your friends too. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Truth Table, or email us your thoughts at asktruthstable at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate and review the show on iTunes and subscribe on your favorite podcast player. Truth Table has a Patreon account, so y'all can send your love offerings to patreon.com slash truthstable, or you can bless us at our PayPal, which is paypal.me slash truthstable. Truth Table is made possible in part by Pottery Studios. Visit pottery.com for the highest in quality online audio entertainment. Our producer for the show is Joshua Heath. Our executive producer is Bo York. And Daryl Bradford is our video producer. And I've been your host, Akemini. And we'll see you soon on the next Truth Table. Bye, y'all.